This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees podcast. Normal episode, a little late compared to what we normally do, but if you were paying attention and we're not living under a rock and we're tuned in to our feeds, you probably know why we decided to take a little break before bringing you this episode. Uh, before we begin that, uh, John, I probably already asked uh, how, how your weekend was, so I won't ask that, but how's, how's your week going? How you ready for uh, the weekend to start and you ready for the LAFC game and the back back to Audi Field for you? I am. It's Wednesday, which is cool. I think I'm. I think I'm working remote for the rest of the week, and I just washed my car and I got some pants hemmed today. So I was, you know, I was just ticking the list off. I was Mister Productive today. So ready to talk about some soccer too. See, so you you get like so some sometimes you work remote, sometimes you don't. It's like a it's like Correct. a it's like a, a random. It's not like a set schedule. Like I have a set schedule. Usually, it's usually Wednesday and Friday, but I'm taking Thursday because I got to go to a meeting in DC. You know, let's get into my schedule, guys. So if you want to subscribe to my Outlook calendar, you can see what I do at work. <laughs> Thursday, I'm gonna have a meeting downtown. Uh, you know, doing some networking. So there you make go. Make sure you can meet. Make sure you guys can come down and meet me. It'd be great. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, let's get out of John's Outlook calendar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe my Outlook calendar. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, first things first. Um, we want to thank everybody. Um, I think the the live show went. Um, uh, pretty successful. Yeah, we had a live show. In case if you didn't know, or you can check it out. It's on our podcast feed. You can also check out the YouTube link if you want to see our big, bold, and beautiful faces, including Trey's face too. So that that's kind of a new thing for for our subscribers. Um, but uh, we we did a live show. Uh, the show went pretty well. Um, we basically are going to do the show. We're probably planning on doing some more of those. Um, we're going to kind of keep it to away games uh, because we pretty much imagine a lot of you guys um, are. Uh, our uh, season ticket holder is just like John. Um, so basically, and Trey's also a season ticket holder. So basically, it would just be me. Um, we might for big events, we might you know re- re- recalibrate and rethink, and and you know John may might even be you know miss a game or something. Something came up, he can't make a game. So we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. But I think for 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 the most part, we're going to kind of keep it to uh, keep it to away games. Um, and it's probably not going to be every game, but it's going to be probably uh, probably most games. I don't think we'll do like a. I think they got Tuesday on the road against Colorado at nine o'clock. I'm not certain we'll do a post game show, it, man. <laughs> Let's drink some coffee and get crazy at 11:45 p.m. We Eastern will, we will, uh, we will discuss it and we will let you all know. <laughs> How about that? Let, let's get through. Let's get Sounds through. Sa- let's get through Saturday before we do that. Yeah, we had. There were a lot of comments. Uh, somebody was asking for a pregame show too, which I appreciate the enthusiasm about that. Um, I also want to. Th- it's weird, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, about as many people listen to this pregame show that normally listen to our regular episodes, and we didn't have to edit or plan or do anything and let you guys do most of the work with talking. So you're kind of incentivizing us to be lazier. <laughs> um, so just think about that. And also, you know, uh, make sure that you like or subscribe to the YouTube page. It's fun. I like I like having your instant reactions uh, to the games, and especially when, you know, it's a nationally televised game and there is no postgame show. And there is no sports talk radio. So if you really want to get on the horn and just like go crazy, there's nowhere for you to go with that right now. So I am happy to be the receptacle of your either unbridled optimism or rage. And we could just talk about it. Yeah. NBC Sports Washington is not doing like they do for Redskin games, even though they don't have the rights to it. Like literally as soon as the game finishes, like you can tune over to NBC Sports and get like post game, you know, 
dedicated Washington analysis. Um, there's nothing like that, unfortunately, for DC, and probably for at least the very near future, probably won't be. Um, maybe if NBC Washington gets the rights, or who knows what the future holds for that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, uh, one thing you know, so we're not going to touch a lot on the game um, last uh, last week. I think I don't think really any new thoughts developed. Um, I did have one sort of minor thought that sort of developed, and something I want to talk about on the show. But I'm also like the producer and the host of that live show, so I'm trying to like balance the levels, make sure everybody can hear everybody, and also take calls as well. So sometimes like my mind gets distracted and I lose thoughts. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about related to the related to the game. I was about Luciano Acosta, and I think we all uh, we we all know. And this is me not saying that Acosta should be benched. He's not performing well. Um, I mean, he's still performing about as well as you would expect. But he is not. I mean, through these four games, he is not, and especially a game against Orlando, he has not been the same Acosta that we had that was on a tear. Um, so for for all the talk about how DC kind of picked up where they left off um, last season and everything like that, the one guy who kind of hasn't done that is Acosta. Um, now, some of that I, I, I do agree. I mean, the one goal he had was probably him making an impact in that game, um, even though it was a, a kind of a fluky goal and, and everything like that. But, um, I mean, I, especially against Orlando, he struggled. Um, he struggled really to find space, to find form. I guess my question is, John, should we be worried? Do you think we should be worried? No, I don't think so. And also, I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with the characterization. I think that I think that the the offense has diversified in the beginning of this season, uh, and it's changed That's from fair. the previous. So he, uh, the run, the second half run was basically him and Rooney and hope for the best. That was basically the plan. And this year, I am sure that Ben Olson and the, and the coaching staff remember, you know, probably spent more time than we did fixating on the crew game, the playoff loss and saw what could happen with that, with that attack strategy and nothing else. And I think that the team has found a lot more avenues for attack. You know, Rooney has scored a lot of goals um, recently. Uh, and I mean, the, the scoring is not super diffuse, but I think that the, the opportunities are coming from more angles, you know, uh, Moreno is involved more than he ever than he was last year. Obviously, in the attack, I think the midfield in general is uh, more balanced. Um, so I don't think I think his goal scoring, I think the, his lack of goal scoring output and assist output is down to overall team performance. I think that the thing he has done well still is keep the ball for the most part. There have been times where he's gotten dispossessed, but still for the most part, he is able to to dribble past the midfield that's 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 around him and move the ball on and set up opportunities that other other players are making. He's not the same offensive juggernaut that he was at the last season, but that I think is by design. Now, does that hurt his his value to other teams? Maybe. I don't know. But I, I, I am not I am not concerned in the slightest uh, about his play at the moment. It, and, and let's be serious. For, for an attacking player, like one goal and two assists is not in four games – you're still if it's you okay. yeah it's still it's still pretty good. I, I'm just more focusing. I'm 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 more just talking about and this is probably a testament to just how much better this team is. And I think you're right about that. That they do not have to rely on on Luciano Costa to play have a perfect ten game for this team to be successful. He can have you know a seven or an eight an eight rated game, and he can and this team can be very effective and very dominant. Um, so I, I will definitely agree with you there. I'm just more wondering, you know, okay, you know, w- you know, when are we going to see? Because I mean, Acosta can take this team 
when he's on, this team is plays at a whole other level. So I'm more looking, you know, when those numbers produced, and and he's also on my fantasy team, and and him not producing is is affecting my fantasy team this year. Um, thank goodness for thank goodness for Zlatan. Um, so so maybe that's where this is also coming from a little bit. I'll, I'll I will admit that, but uh, I don't know. It's something to watch. Um, it's something to watch. I guess as as we start to get into uh, some a lot tougher stretch of games um, and a tougher game. Um, I mean, right now, so everybody was kind of talking about how, you know, oh, wow, DC's getting the, you know, the first three games were all really good wins. You know, uh, the game against Atlanta, Atlanta was, Atlanta's going to be the top team in the Eastern Conference. Well, they're last right now and they're playing terribly and everybody's beating Atlanta, even tying Atlanta at home. Like even expansion teams are able to get the comeuppance on, on Atlanta. Um, even bad teams are are doing good against Atlanta. Um, then you have, uh, you know, New York City FC. Who they tied zero zero? Like wow, what a great result on the road. Well, they just got you know completely slapped around by uh, by Toronto FC, and they have still do not. And I think they're either I think they're just barely in the playoffs, or they're kind of like teetering on the edge. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the standings. And then there's RSL, and that was another game. Oh wow, they just you know yeah, there was a couple red cards, and but wow, they're playing really well. Well, RSL can't seem to stay out of the book, so they I mean they aren't playing well. So. I mean, their wins are so good. They're getting the results they need to get. Um, and, of course, Orlando's Orlando. And that, that was just more just let's get a road win and let's get that monkey off our back. Yep. Um, but, you know, the, now we're getting into this game against LAFC where I think we're really going to know. Um, we're really going to know kind of what this team is made of and what Acosta and, and the whole whole organization is made of. So this is it's going to be certainly something to, something to watch. And we have a fantastic interview. Um, with one of my friends, um, um, I'm gonna go and call him. Uh, I call him Elac. We all call him Elac. It's from the from the Chivas USA days. Fantastic interview. Uh, definitely gonna want to check it out in the next segment. All right, um, let's. Uh, should we? I guess we we talked a little bit about Acosta. We 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 can talk about uh, about the uh, recent new, sort of news and our our more of our lucho watch. I guess is what we'll go ahead and call it. A um, little bit of minor, I guess, minor news uh, from Pablo Maurer. He's been sort of teasing this. So uh, basically saying that um, as many as five teams are interested in Luciano Costa, I think it's kind of the big the big draw from that, including a, a mid-table English club. Um, again, check it out. Buy an athletic subscription. Paolo Maurer um, been a little bit quiet lately, and he's admitted that, but he, he produces some some good stuff. And so I expect I expect him to have some good stuff coming up. But, uh, John, what do we make of this? Do we this does this spell Acosta's gone in the summer or does this spell? Well, let's wait and see. Yeah, I think what's what's likely to happen here with all of these uh, with all of these teams, uh, five plus six, uh, five plus one with Fenerbahce, um, that we're likely to see some competition uh, that will drive his price up. We talked about in the live show on Sunday what we thought uh, DC would need in order to cash in in the summer, and we said five to six million net after the the Boca payoff, the the payoff to the league, uh, to the agent, and to Lucho himself. Uh, I think that they might be able to get here get there with that number with these number with this number of high profile teams going after him. Um, I think that we would both like him to stay throughout the year, no matter what. And because it's not our money, uh, let him go for free. As long as we get an opportunity, a trophy. I don't think this team is uh, constitutionally set up for that kind of thing at this moment. I think from a cash flow perspective, from a business perspective, they probably won't do that as much as the fans would like it. So I think that what we are, our previous hope, that we had at the beginning of the season, I think is probably getting a little slim. I think this summer is, is he's likely to go. There may be, you know, there's still conversation about a contract renewal that will allow him to, to get more money now to maybe make it through the season and be moved along in the winter or next summer. 
Um, but that requires that takes two to tango there. And I'm not sure that Acosta wants to put that risk in. I don't think he imagines that, you know, DC will sign him, promise to move him and then not move him. I think what he thinks is there's a possibility my play, uh, you know, plateaus a little bit or I get injured and then these clubs are no longer interested. I'm not a young kid anymore. I'm in my prime. I've got to hit this. I've got to hit the ground running on this. So if I have a dip or I get hurt, those teams are going to, that interest is going to dry up quick. And he wants to have that opportunity to test himself on the larger scale. So I think he's gone. Yeah. And, and I, I would say that that was the one thing. And of course I talked about on the show um, when Trey said, Oh, that's going to be two, 3 million. I said, there's no way um, is, is a, a bidding war like this between five clubs where five clubs want his services. You gotta maybe think possibly like two of those maybe are just like, well, let's see. And then it gets too rich for their blood. And they're like, no, sorry, we're out. But you know, that that's what drives up price when you have multiple teams that are interested in getting him. And when they can sign him because they know DC's got to sell too. Um, I, I think DC is going to try to negotiate with his agent. And if it gets to June and he's still, um, if it gets to June and they still, they, they're, you know, either they don't, they're either really close or if they're really far away, if they're really far away, then I think they're going to say, well, we're going to, we're, we're sorry, we're done here. All right. We've got this offer, this offer, this offer, you know, we're going to take this offer. What do you think? You like it? Great. All right. We're going to announce it. And then June 1st, he's, he's uh, July 1st, sorry, he's gone. And I think you, you get an announced deal sometime in, in the summer, but uh, you know, with that many clubs interesting, the pressure is going to be on. Um, now, maybe they can sort of convince him still to stay, sign a contract. Hey, if you perform really well, then suddenly we get to the January window and prices shoot up in January because teams go crazy trying to desperately do emergency into and to fill spots. Um, sort of like when, you know, a team wants a player that needs to sign a player in an international roster spot and suddenly you see 100000 in general allocation money instead of the 50000 or similar to this past January window with PSG, where we saw <laughs> absolute craziness hop up at the last second. <laughs> 10 so million, you're right. 10 million bucks. And then, of course, there was, what, $25 million for Almiron in that window, too. So yep. the January window can be crazy, and it can drive up price. So I think that's kind of the one thing that might potentially keep Acosta through this season. Um, so, again, I mean, again, Acosta is holding a lot of cars right now. Um, he's got the he's got the pocket aces in the hole. And uh, DC is trying to move like a 10-9 or something like that. He can say no, I want to stay, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch uh, this uh, this summer, and it's still gonna be and interesting. The, and the fan consensus right now is that oh well, if this happens, then we'll just sign Assad, and 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 TT will play center tacking, and then everything will be fine. Uh, I think that is not correct. I think we might sign Assad. Um, yeah, he's not playing. Um, I don't think I, we're a worse team if that happens, and I think it's undeniable. Uh, we will need, I, I will, I will need that money reinvested to some degree in this, in this summer. If, if this is what happens, the team, the team will know that despite Rooney, the team will take a hit both in the way that they play, how exciting it is to watch and also the results. Um, so uh, Assad is, Assad is a good player. Um, I don't think his position is where we need the most help. And I think even with Acosta gone, I think that I'd rather keep, uh, TT on the wing and and sign another playmaker similar to Acosta style, just because we know that dyna that dynamic works so well uh, with this with the way this offense is going. So, watch this space. It'll be a very crazy. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to resume talks in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I think they're already they're already resuming talks. I believe. I thought the article says that in two weeks they'll start. Okay. Wow. So there's so. a delay there. Um, but you know, 
it won't happen immediately. It's not like in two weeks that you'll hear a deal announced because I think the parameters are already known. I think I would imagine what's said in the media about two and a half million dollars a year mm-hmm. is out there. Um, so that's sort of the where the, the conversation is starting. There's a lot more to hammer out, one assumes, um, after those conversations. And you've got, you know, a long time between two weeks from now and the window opening. You got you got you got a few months. Uh, so expect this not to resolve super quickly uh, yeah. unless DC goes absolutely insane and breaks the budget for this player for uh, a year. Yeah, I mean, and and hopefully you get, you get the return on that. You get the return on that too. But uh, I, I mean, I would say this drags out. You know, I would say mid June before we hear something. You know, concrete because they're gonna go right up on that July first deadline when he can sign a pre contract anywhere at that point. So if, if DC hasn't already had a deal lined up, either they have him resigned, or they have a deal uh, to to send him somewhere at that point, then he's gonna say, "Well, I'm just gonna," you know, he's gonna call his, all his teams and be like, "Well, let me know, let me know who, who wants me, who's gonna offer me the money, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sign there, and uh, or who wherever I want to go, I have the I have the the pick of the castle." Um, the other one interesting from the article, of course, is that he he says he doesn't want to be involved, he doesn't want to know really what's going on. He wants to focus, which is good for right now because that means he's focused on his play. So, um, again, it's it's this we're, we're this is not the end of this conversation. We're gonna have probably every week. I think okay, maybe we're not gonna have any Acosta news, and then something breaks, and we got to talk about it. I mean, this is the way it's gonna be. Um, this is probably the way it's gonna be for every show. It, it would not surprise me. Um, we're losing goal of the week again. By yeah, the way. yeah, we are losing goal of the week again by um, a lot. Pozuelo I- has thirty eight percent. Carlos Vela has twenty, and then we're tied for third with Johnny Russell at eighteen percent. I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad about that one because the goal that the Toronto guy scored was absolutely incredible. And I'm saying we're never going to win this. DC's got to be the only team playing, and then they've got to score the only goal for this to happen. There's got to be some weird scheduling snafu where they have a week where DC plays somebody and they shut them out, and then they score a goal. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. Our fans are not are not about this voting thing. We're we're all. I think it's maybe some sort of uh, DC fan voting you know, anger about not having a, <laughs> not having a voting representative in Congress. This yeah. is like a, some displaced anger. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it, I personally, I think it has more to do, more to do with the fact that you just have, you have a much more, you have newer teams that are winning, that are winning these awards with, with, you know, I don't want to say DC's fan base is, is uninvested, but there's certainly a, a casual nature to DC games that does not exist. Uh, you know, Atlanta, when Atlanta's drawing 30, 40,000 people games and, you know, and, you know, Seattle's drawing 30, 40,000 and Cincinnati's drawing 30, 40,000, they're going to win those votes because their team is new and they're, they're getting kind of invested in it. And, and, you know, for lack of a better word, DC gets great crowds and there's great support, but the, the diehard atmosphere is very much, I, I don't think it's as as centered as some of the, a lot of the other clubs are at this point. So, and it's because they've been here for a while. So there, there, there is a sense of jadedness. I know there were times when DC would be up for goal of the week and I would just forget to vote. Uh, but teams, but teams like in Seattle and Cincinnati want to validate their teams. And so they're going to stuff that ballot box. So, uh. so listeners, just as a reminder, this is, this voice is John and the voice that just was talking about uh, DC's fan base being uh, potentially jaded and the hardcores being kind of quiet compared to Atlanta. That was Ted's voice. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. <laughs> I don't want that to be missing. I'm I'm not saying I love DC fans. I think they're great. There's there's a lot of passion and a lot of energy for the team. But 
Cincinnati's selling 30,000, 40,000 fans out there and, and Atlanta's getting, you know, 40, 50,000 fans and DC, you know, before signing Rooney and before signing all these players would average about 15, 16,000. I mean, that's just, that's just facts and reality. So, I mean, it's going to take time to build that fan base back up and even in a season and we're limited by the fact that we only have a, you know, a 20, 20,000 seat stadium, just barely a 20,000 seat stadium. So that's more what I'm getting at. That's, that's more what I'm getting at. And Hey, you know what? I, if, if, if not caring about goal of the week means that fans are more invested in other areas, like, you know, showing up at games, singing, chanting and doing other things, then, Hey, I'm cool with that. Um, I am hundred percent cool with that. And that is perfectly fine. I don't care if we never win goal of the week. We all know that TT's goal was goal. Of the, is good is goal of the year. Nothing else is going to beat that. And you know what? That's we true. know that. And, and that's fine. So over that, we'll wrap, we'll wrap up this segment, uh, but stick around. We got an uh, interview with ELAC coming up, uh, talking LAFC. So you're definitely going to want to listen to that um, to get some insight into the team we got next week. And it's going to be a terrifying game. So stick around. <laughs> listen to the RFK Refugees podcast. Welcome back to uh, RFK Refugees podcast. Wow, I almost said around the league. Did you hear that, John? Yeah, did, I did hear that. Yeah. I did. I did hear that. <laughs> oh, man, I was getting ready to start talking about Chivas USA, man. And like, oh, shoot. Wrong, wrong show, man. Wrong time, man. We're in a different era, bro. Well, if you couldn't hear that, uh, that was uh, John Sedante, or as I affectionately know him as uh, ELAC, uh, former Chivas USA fan, now LAFC fan. John, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having Oop. You still there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry. You kind of dropped out there. That's fine. I'll edit that. Three, two, one. Hey, bro. I'm happy. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, let's start. Uh, let's just start off the bat, right off the bat, man. Let's talk about your team. Um, you you guys are uh, are pretty good right now. Uh, I won't say y'all are better than DC. We'll find that out on Saturday. Uh, just yes, give me sir. just give me a sense, man, because I know I, I always bring up you know your you you've been a. a Achieves USA fan in the past. You've been, you know, with this team. It's I, I know when we talked to you last year, um, it was, it was year one, um, and now it's year two, and now y'all have like a ESPN Plus uh, documentary. Um, I've been trying to see if I if I can like figure out like who you are in that documentary. Um, are are you picture? Are you in the video at all? I need to know, and then I I, I can try to find hey. you. No, dude, I don't want to be in any videos, man. <laughs> People know who I am. They don't need to see my face. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, man. No, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think it's great uh, being a Chivas USA fan, man. It's just kind of living on a beer budget. And, and now with LAFC, man, it's like champagne, caviar, you know, three DPs. Will Ferrell comes to the Capitol stand. I mean, it's. It's amazing, man. I mean, I didn't know I'd have to lose a team to 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 get to a situation like I'm at right now, man. With LAFC, I mean, we're all just enjoying the ride. Yeah, man. I I can I can I can certainly tell that. Um, but give us a sense of how the team is this year. Obviously, uh, Carlos Vela's lighting it up. Um, I mean, what a what what a just give me give me your sense of how the season's gone so far. Uh, you know what, man? Right off the bat, game one, you know, Sporting Kansas City. I mean, what a what a what a great job that whole franchise has done. And uh, we play our first home game against those guys. So right off the bat, we we had to just prove ourselves. And uh, you know, we took them out, man. I mean, we we they was it was chippy, and I, and I think a lot of teams around the league are starting to realize like that's that's the one way you have a good shot at at, at taking LAFC's like 
possession dominant uh, style. Hmm. You know, hard tackles, and we took those guys out. Um, following week, uh, Portland showed up. They did the same thing. Uh, we we blew those guys away, but the, the scores aren't really the the total picture, man. I mean, th- those two teams are I consider our top teams in the league, and um, Real Salt Lake was tough. I mean, we just blew away uh, San Jose. So you know, thirteen points, I'll, I'll take it. But uh, I, I think we're a gritty team, and and Vela again. Um, such a classy player. I, I think Mexico fans kind of are scratching their heads right now, but Vela is a huge, huge NBA basketball fan. And, you know, he, that was part of the reason to come into L.A. You know, he's a big Laker fan. He, 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 he enjoys living in the city. He wants to be a part of this city. And, and I, I think he's uh, adopted the whole MLS idea of, like, you know, all these massive, like, travel and away games. Um, yeah, we almost lost to Barcelona. Thank goodness they, they went in another direction. But, you know, Vela really is playing to win the MVP, man. Like, that guy really wants to bring a championship to the to the city and, and to the team as well. But he wants to prove to the world that, like, he still has it. He doesn't care what all his haters say. So, hey, man, both part to him, and we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, uh, DC would know nothing about losing a player or potentially losing a player to Europe. So we, we cannot compare in any sense of the word. Um, certainly not from an Argentine player, but uh, I'm sure you're glad Vale's back. Um, we're not happy Vale is back because we're terrified about what he might bring <laughs> uh, to to LAFC. Uh, uh, John Hoffman, just so I make sure I clear, do you have a question or? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I look at their roster, and uh, you know you're in a better position if Dejan Yakovic is no longer your first choice center back. Uh, the team yeah. <laughs> appears to have a, has had a, a pretty good off season. If you look sort of uh, in their minutes played leaders, it's a very solid starting eleven that sort of uh, belies the start that they've had. It makes sense now. It makes sense that you've gone and I mean I'm gonna throw the San Jose result out the window because that is as I said previously on the live show that it's a garbage that it's a garbage team. Uh, but like us, you beat an RSL and made them uh, red card themselves, which is always good. Uh, you drew yeah. at New York City like we did. Um, and then you beat two very good teams, like you said, in Portland and, and, and Kansas City. Although it is very strange that of the five games you've played, three of them have ended with the other team not ending with 11 players. So uh, could you please not do that to DC United? That is, that is my question. Can you make that not happen against DC United? Tell them not to do that. <laughs> You know, man, I've been on the other side of this, and I, I would, I would look at LAFC and go, well, you know, man, do, do they dive or, or what's the deal with that? But like I said earlier, bro, like to beat LAFC or at least to knock them out the out of their their rhythm, is, is to put high pressure, keep it chippy, uh, get it, try to get into their heads. Um, but you know, this this this. This club's not even two years old, man. And they already have, like, this coolness about them, maybe because it's Bob Bradley. You know, um, we we went down 1-0 to, to Sporting Kansas City in that first game, and, and we came back. And, and two of those games that you mentioned, uh, we wanted in the in extra time. So it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, man, I mean, are these guys doing what they're supposed to be doing? And LAFC just gets lucky at the end. I, I think you look at it with the growth mindset and you go, well, you know, these guys just don't give up. I mean, 
maybe we get a result. I, I, I feel we will get a result. Uh, but I do know we're going to be in the game for 90 minutes, and, and that's not something I could I could say of, of you know, many teams in MLS or, or even, you know, the Chivas USA teams that I used to, you know, uh, support. So um, I think I think Vela is, is a man on a mission, literally and figuratively, and I think the team revolves around that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see so – you know, two teams driven by a talisman. I think, I think, Acosta, I mean, Acosta hasn't really got on the score sheet as much. Uh, only, I think only has one goal this season. Rooney is the one picking up the goals. Uh, but both teams sort of uh, rise and fall with their, with their star player and how their star player is in the day. And both of them, both Acosta and Vela are, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to say Vela was at the peak of his powers of, you know, over his career, but he has certainly, uh, in very fine form right now, and Acosta right now, you cannot, you it's very hard to dispossess him, and he's a man with supreme confidence. So it'll be very interesting to watch these two teams square up. We, were, you know, we talked about it. We were excited. Um, you really want to measure yourself against the best. You you want to figure out where you actually are uh, in the in the pecking order. So um, luckily for you, um, it appears that our starting left back has broken his face, um, and. And will be, and you're gonna have a you're gonna have a backup Chris McCann to go against and try to mark Vela, I think. Uh, so that that will be a point in your favor. What is the general feeling, I mean, if you know, among the fan base about uh, you know level of optimism for this weekend? How many DC United games have? I know that there's always if you're on the East Coast, there's a West Coast bias. Um, you know, we don't stay up, we don't always stay up until 10 p.m. to watch your starts. We'll always. You <laughs> yeah. know, we always catch the highlights or whatever, but you don't get to you don't get to see the flow as much. So, how many how many DC games have you seen, and what is the general level of confidence for LA fans uh, for this game this weekend? Hey, you know what, man? I think it's cool that that ownership has put its faith into Ben Olsen, who I know like a lot of DC United fans are like, "Nah, bro, we need to you know start all over." But you know, Ariola is 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 uh, exceptional in in key moments of the game, and and having Rooney there but um i always know that regardless who's wearing uh that kit and whoever is, is coaching that 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 club uh dc united is gonna they're gonna bring it because they don't mess around and they, and they actually have a a really good decent team i mean i'm sorry to hear about your left back <laughs> um but i i don't expect anything less than a, than a than a 90 minute uh fight and and i hope there's I'm sure there'll be cards. I just hope nobody gets red carded uh, on either side. I, I I think it's a great matchup, like you said, to measure yourself against somebody uh, on that same level. And it's just to kind of see where you're at. And thank goodness, you know, it's it's, it's early in the season, so it's not going to make or break either team's season. But it, I think it's probably the game of the the season so far. Yeah, man, it's getting the it's getting the the fox over the air treatment. So it, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last time a DC game was like over the air. I'm pretty sure it was like against the Red Bulls back in like 2012 or something like that. So the, the game is on the Big Fox. Yeah, man, it's on. It's on wow. over the air. It's over the air, man. <laughs> wow, the people that are off the grid will be able to watch this on their on their rabbit ears. That's yep. that's pretty wild. I'm getting an antenna out for the Richmond Kickers game and a TV to watch it during the tailgate because the Kickers <laughs> nice. play at five. So I'm gonna be doing doing some of that action. Um, yeah. Give us a uh, so we all we all know about Carlos Vela. Um, I know you yeah. guys you guys have Diamande. Who's mm. who's uh, who out there is maybe uh, like an unsung hero, a guy maybe that doesn't get a lot of the press, doesn't get a lot of the attention, but is it, but is a guy maybe we need to be watching out for uh, against uh, in the game on Saturday. 
and why is it Latif uh, Blessing? <laughs> uh, you know what, brother? I, I, it's more than one guy, but I, I, I think uh, I think your your uh, your your fans already know uh, Diego Rossi, uh, twenty twenty year old Uruguayan kid. I mean, this this kid has been uh, scoring goals. He scored our very first goal ever in the history of uh, of LAFC. Um, he's the guy that flies into the radar. If, if he's not making crosses to Vela, I mean, he's taking challengers one-on-one. And he's a little guy, um, but he plays big. Um, another guy is uh, Latif Blessing, you know, from Ghana. Uh, he, he's on the other flank. And he's, a, he's another one of these guys that are really small, and it's really easy to, like, put the guy down. I, I think he weighs maybe like a buck and a quarter. He's not very big. Uh, Diamande, obviously, he, he's like a traditional number nine. Um, but he really doesn't track back too much. Um, Christian Ramirez, formerly of uh, Minnesota United, um, he just got called up uh, with the men's national team. He didn't play, unfortunately, but um, previous to that call-up and another call-up, he did score. So he's our starting nine, and he he, he helps out. He tracks, and, and he helps bring the, the pressure. He can hold um, your, your defense – is going to be challenged regardless of, you know, your left back situation, um, just because of the way LAFC plays. Um, there's a, a, a Colombian kid uh, named uh, Edward Altuesta, and he he's he's like our defense. He, he's like our regista. He's like a like a ten, and he he breaks up passes, but he he he's scrappy, but not 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 a bulldog. Um, he can finesse these great passes, and then we have a Canadian kid, Mark Anthony K, who, who's more of our traditional defensive uh, midfielder. But you know, he jumps into the attack. So, I mean, I know I mentioned more than one name, but really, that's the way LAFC plays, man. I mean, all the attention goes to Vela and and Rossi, and the next thing you know, with just a little bit of space, one of these other guys that I mentioned, man, they they're taking shots. Man, you gave us like the as for like a couple of players, you gave us the whole lineup. So uh, that that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, wanted to, I wanted to sort of ask one more question, sort of more related on on the sort of off the off the field side. Um, just kind of yeah. talking a little bit. Uh, so you know, this club, I, I see the fantastic crowds that that you guys bring um, every week. It it looks amazing. Um, it, it's definitely uh, it shows kind of what you get when you when you you know do a. A good launch of a, of a of a new team, even when there's a team already in the market, um, like the LA Galaxy. Where where is like the shift? I guess has there been like a shift? I guess in have, have some Galaxy fans said, "Oh no, I'm going to LAFC." They're they're starting to more represent the city. Uh, is is there been sort of a shift? I guess in the in the fan base. I'm just curious, kind of uh, how LAFC kind of has come in and sort of affected the market. Yeah, it's kind of funny, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Bill Simmons and his podcast, and he, he's made some comments like, oh, they put this thing together in three months. It's like, nah, man, it took a lot longer than that. Um, the the demographics, I, I think, are, are split up into um, some uh, ex-Chivas USA fans um, that said, hey, you know what, we're going to buy into this product. And I think uh, a bigger part of, the, of of this uh fan equation uh are just fans that are like you know man i really don't relate to the galaxy it's too far from the city um and this product is is legit you know the owners are legit the stadium is gorgeous you know and it's easy to get to so four years ago you know when uh, or five years ago as i should say when uh when she was usa died because it did die 
you know, uh, it was a, it was the mark of a of a new era, and and a lot of these guys kind of are like, yeah, I'm in on that, and uh, it just has grown gradually. Um, for that San Jose game that we just mentioned over the weekend, um, the, we sent like about uh, eight buses. Yeah, there were there were a lot. <laughs> yeah, at about 150 fans each, like never in a million years could I ever imagine that. Uh, you know, achieve as you would say, and then with these guys, I mean, it's it's just like, yeah, man, next time we're gonna do ten. You know, <laughs> so it, it's a lot of these guys are new to the MLS. You know, and a lot of these guys are new to just American soccer in general. And at the same time, every one of them, I mean, it's not it's not hard nowadays with 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 multimedia and the internet and social media, I should say. You know, pe- people pick up on things, and and we see what everybody else is in the, doing in the league, and. and yeah, we're the we're the uh, club de jour, if I could say. You know, uh, Atlanta FC for a while, and Portland FC, and you know, Minnesota, you know, United. You know, there's 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 a lot of these newer clubs that that kind of have these fan bases, and we got made fun of for focus groups. But in LA, bro, you need a focus group. You need a lot of focus groups because there's something to do for everybody out here, and for us to squeeze twenty two thousand people on a Wednesday night for a U.S. Open Cup bro, come on, in L.A., like, there's so many other things to do, but these are real fans, and I think that's what, that's the misnomer, like, they're not just, like, there to, like, you know, Magic Johnson isn't in the stands, you know, uh, there, there's there's no, like, celebrities, you know, like, when you see a Laker game, you see, like, a celebrity, like, oh, look, you're here, you know, in L.A. at the 3252, man, like, those are, those are real fans, man, driving, you know, 50, 100 miles you know, away from 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 downtown LA, just to be there to 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 share that moment with everybody else, and and uh, it's only a matter of time until we expand on that, and the whole stadium's rocking and rolling, man. But but the thirty two fifty two from its inception, man, has done it right, and all these new supporter groups, new meaning post Chivas USA, uh, they 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 all jumped in with a hundred percent, you know, positive energy, and and that's what you see, man. I mean. It, it's 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 for me as an XU as USA fan banging a drum in front of like 30 people in a stadium where there's 1500 people maybe I mean man I always gave that same energy and now I get to do it in front of 22,000 plus people you know uh, on these home games man so it, it's been a blessing and, and and yet it's a culmination of a lot of different factors and and always 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 it's been driven by the the fans and supporters as an LAFC fan, are you able to enjoy Zlatan stuff, or do you have to like pretend it's not good? How do how do you feel about yeah. it? <laughs> no, man, I think it's great for the league, and uh, I'll never even even if it, even if LAFC wasn't even around, uh, and it wasn't around for four years because I had a lot of friends, you know, hey man, you could be a Dallas FC fan for a while, or you know, and I, I'm like I just couldn't do it. But you know, when I when I see players like that. I go, man, it's just great to, to, to be able to catch them on TV. I mean, I, I, re, I respect the legacy of players like that, and I respect the legacy of clubs like the Galaxy because they got, you know, what, five stars above their crest? But, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't have eight, you know what I mean? I'm too old for that stuff. Like, 10 years ago, yeah, maybe. But, you know, that's what I try to impart to, like, these younger LAFC fans. Like, hey, man, don't let that cloud you. Don't let your hate blind you, like. This is all LAFC all the time. You know what I mean? I know what it looks like when it's at its worst. And, 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 I, and I, I suffered through 
you know, eight seasons, you know, or 10 seasons, I should say, when she was USA fans, and they saw the worst of it, you know, no money, no players, no wins, you know. So, yeah, it, it, it'd be cool if, you know, Slata didn't play for the Galaxy, but, yeah, man, I, I can respect what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to see him, like, you know, at the level that he's at now, but it's still, on the other hand, good to see him that, that he's still playing. It's funny how that rage burns out, right? It's funny how age sort of gives you that perspective <laughs> and you don't get quite so mad. You're like, oh, it's actually the weather is nice and I'm outside and I'm alive and I'm watching soccer. It's all good. Everything's all right. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. When you guys are going to bed, or I'm sorry, when you guys are waking up in the morning, I'm getting tacos at the after an LAFC match. <laughs> so, bro, believe me, life is good. Yep. I'm not complaining. All right, man. Uh, well, let's go ahead. Let's get a prediction uh, for the uh, upcoming game <clears throat> we got on Saturday. Uh, I, man, looking at it full on 180, I'm I'm, I'm going to say uh, it's 2-2. 2-2. Okay, going with yeah. the draw. We're going to go I'm going to go with a, a 2-1 win for DC. Uh, mm. I'm going to go uh, two a goal from Rooney, a goal from Acosta, and I think Vela's going to going to nick one in, so that that's what I'm going with on that. John, what uh, John Hoffman, what do you have? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go countervailing thought that this is going to be a, a goal fest by two teams that are firing on all cylinders that they're going to actually offset each other and end up playing more defensively. Uh, so I think one I think a 1-1 one, one draw of two teams that are really really killing it right now. I think that both teams would probably be you know, it's early and DC is loath to not win at home, but I think that they could probably find a way to be happy with a point. All right, Elak. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, man. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, tell the good people um, whom I want to read some of your stuff uh, where they can find you. <clears throat> uh, you can could, you could find me on Twitter at East LA Chiva. I am not changed that, man. I know who I am. I know what I'm about. <laughs> yes, I'm 100% LAFC all the way. But, uh, yeah, you can make fun of me if you want, man, but I'm not, I'm not going to change my stripes. So, ne- never. Uh, I would never East do LA that. Chiva. Hit me up. Love you guys. Thank you again for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. And uh, best of, well, not best of luck to your team. Best of luck to your team <laughs> after this game. But uh, After the game. Yeah, after the game. All right, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Wrap up the show. RFP Refugees Podcast. Stick around. Welcome back to Brian for the show, the RFQ podcast. Thank you so much to Elac for giving us that wonderful interview. Um, so definitely check him out at L- East LA Chiva. Um, and always does uh, great stuff. And uh, so, yeah, uh, John, uh, so we, we talked about this on the live show, um, but we've gotten some more details since then. Uh, Joseph Mora has a broken jaw. Um, the team apparently went out and bought him a blender because he's going to have to not eat solid foods. Um, and he's missing for four weeks. So, uh, come on down Chris McCann and Akeem Ward. Cause you guys are now dueling for that, uh, dueling for that spot. Um, we got to see a little bit of Chris McCann, um, on a, on a scale of one to 10, how worried are you right now? Good question. Uh, I would say if one is losing my mind and 10 is, uh, I actually think it's good that Joseph Moore broke his face. Uh, probably a five, probably a five or a six. Uh, Ben Olsen even sort of alluded to this uh, in interviews this week saying, we're going to have to change the way we play. These are not identical players. It's not a one-for-one switch. It may make us better in some areas, but it's going to make us more deficient in others, basically is what he said. So um, because of that, because of the way this team is played, I'm hesitant to adjust anything. 
uh, it would it's it's hard to want to make changes when you're doing well. Um, but John, but, but John, I was told Ben Olson does not understand tactics at all. He is, oh, a, he, he, is he is a he, he is a caveman who doesn't understand the complexities of the game. That's well, what I've been told. When McCann told that, when McCann, McCann went out there for injury, he probably just told him, uh, you know, just just grit it, grit it up, and if you could just uh, you know kick the ball a couple times and give a give one hundred and ten percent. That'll be fine. So, so uh, it remains to be seen what the tactical adjustments will actually be. Uh, but I am, you know, I am not. I'm we're not a DefCon five here. I think it's. I think he's a he's a seasoned professional. If Akeem Ward was the next choice up, uh, then I would be in the in the oh no, you know, <laughs> nine eight eight to nine range. Uh, nothing against Akeem, having watched him at every game for Loudoun United so far this year, uh, but uh, he is not ready for prime time. I think. Not yet. Yeah, and, and I would have to say probably a five is fair. Um, I may be going towards a six or uh, six, maybe even a seven, just because. I mean, it, I mean that that side is going to have sit back because McCann is not a guy who's going to push forward like Joseph Mora is. And it, part of part of what makes DC effective is sort of those overlapping fullbacks. That's why um, Leonardo Hara has been so good uh, this season because he's sort of been able to overlap with Ariola. Um, out there on the right, and he's been able to really connect and and get into the attack and play well. And same to a little bit of a lesser extent, Joseph Mora, but that but that thread is still there, and he can certainly get forward as well. Um, so that I mean, when, when talking about how different DCs has to play, uh, Chris McCann is not that player. Um, right. The he doesn't have the same speed, he doesn't have the same you know ability. Um, I I took a quick look. I think it's a quick look at his Opta sort of chalkboard, and he he's very much behind the midway line in a lot of his plays where if you look at more and more gets forward a little bit, he connects a little bit offensively. So, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, it's certainly going to be a, a different way to DCS to play. Um, and I think it's very worrying. It's going to be, this is death is being tested right now, and this is not going to be the first injury. There's, there's going to be another player that's going to go down and DC is going to have to adjust because DC has got a lot of games and there's going to have to be some rotation. So uh, we're getting the depth test a little bit early now. And uh, it's going to – one thing to think about is it's going to put a lot of stress on TT mm-hmm. from a defensive perspective. Uh, he's going to run a lot more uh, with the fact that Mora previously would have been there to overlap, and he still may in some ways, but it's a different player, and that's the part that's the part where he's potentially deficient. Uh, so Rodriguez is really going to have to carry a little bit more water on that left side um, it- unless they just – unless they decide to, to sort of – you know, again, there will be tactical changes here, and it might be it might be in that area that – the conventional wingers are not going to be the way that the, maybe we go more centrally. Maybe yeah. there's, maybe we tuck inside who knows. And maybe that gives the Costa more opportunities um, yep. rather than attacking for the wing. They have to attack from the center. So, um, and, and when we talk about TT, I mean, what I did notice in that Orlando game, TT was very much uh, able to drop back and sort of handle those defensive roles. Now he's got a much tougher team because, uh, because they're not, uh, Orlando's not even comparable right now to LAFC. So, Next up, uh, we got a little bit of official word that what basically what we already know, but it's now sort of a hundred percent official. Um, Loudon will be playing three games at Audi Field with one game at uh, well, one game to be determined officially. Apparently, it's going to be George Mason University um, out there on that field. So uh, yeah, probably gonna be playing in front of a pretty empty Audi Field. To be honest, I don't think they, many people are gonna be rushing out for that game. I will be this so the apparently they've opened up uh opportunities for media credentials and your boy may be trying to go to this game as a uh correspondent from RFK refugees. We'll see how that works. 
I'm going to give it the old college try. I think it will be interesting to get audio from the game on the podcast, maybe do some interviews. Um, we'll see. I think it would be interesting. And I think that they will have plenty of room in the media in the media area for this game. So they should probably let me do it. We'll see. Um, MLS media can be very uh, having some experience with 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 uh, the Champion Soccer Radio Network and around the league. Uh, media can be very spotty about whether they grant you credentials or not. It just depends on like whether you get the right person who kind of gets it and understands it, or is like, wow, someone wants media credentials. Okay, sure. Um, I'm or, hoping for that one. I'm hoping <laughs> for the second one rather than the first. one. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you you have you have all my all my wishes of best luck, my friend. Let me just say, I'm that. very persuasive. This is an opportunity to see how persuasive I can be. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see when that becomes official, and um, you know, uh, go Loudon. And uh, when is their next game on Saturday again? Do they have a game this week? Or I believe they do. You know, a person who's going to cover them as a media member should probably know their schedule <laughs> hope, a little bit better than I do. We are listened uh, to at DC United, so let's hope that the media people are not listening to. <laughs> like, ah, oh, he wants credentials, and he doesn't even know uh, what he wants. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're listening. Uh, schedule. Oh, they let's actually get they, this right. They do. Not not play they do not play they don't play till the 13th uh against the audio 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 ottawa fury if i can pronounce that correctly um so yeah so nothing plenty of time yeah for me to memorize their schedule exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right let's let's get to some twitter questions uh yes uh john go ahead fire fire away yes uh, less a Twitter question, more of a Twitter piece of information from james lambert the president screaming eagles it appears that uh flow fc is going to give a free trial for april for folks to try out the service um for that means for the montreal colorado and columbus matches which none of none of them are nationally televised obviously you can get an opportunity to try out the service for free see if you like it see if it's worth your time see if the stream works see if your whatever your streaming device of choice is functional with it um provided it's not android uh you can do that i got a roku this week uh, it has an app on roku it's not very slick, but it is an app. It appears to work of some sort, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, I purchased the. Uh, I finally broke down and got the Apple TV. So, uh, so don't you already have an Apple TV? Why do you need to buy a Roku? I do. Well, I have many TVs in my house, so oh, I don't okay. have enough Apple TVs. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I had a Roku on the one of the televisions, and it's. Uh, it's yeah. I'm slumming. Um, I watched them. Uh, let's see what I watched. I tell you what, I did watch on Flow Sports. I watched like the. The German like, or no, I think it's the Euro League, so it's like the European Basketball League, and like Bayern, there's a there's a basketball team that's called Bayern Munich, and like they play basketball in the Euro League, so that was kind of weird and and interesting. Um, I watched about like five minutes of it though. <laughs> kind of. I can't strange. imagine that didn't keep you. <laughs> I can't imagine European standard basketball didn't really get you engaged. Ah, uh, you would you yes, uh, but yeah. But uh, but yeah, so um, I think it's a good thing um, that Flow Sports is doing what they're doing. I think it's good that they've sort of acknowledged. It definitely tells me that they they did not get a good subscription base, or they had a whole bunch of people that were like, "F you, I'm leaving," and that's and so now they're like, "Well, let's offer it for free, and maybe we get a few that stay." But um, I, I guess from a from a rights perspective and from a DC perspective, um, I guess how bad is this that that the put out this service and now they're doing the free trial because things have just gone so poorly, I guess is. is... I, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that it could be now that they have, a, they have, feel like they have the kinks. They, so now granted they did it the wrong way. You offer exactly. the free trial as yeah. you're shaking, shaking out the kinks in the, in the process and they're doing it the other way. Um, but I think, I, I don't think it's necessarily about subscriber base. I think it's probably more about 
uh, now that the nationally televised run is done a little bit, this is an opportunity to show the value of having this of having the subscription uh, while you can't watch the game anywhere else. Yeah, and that's and that's fair because I mean there were only two matches that were in March that were not nationally televised. Um, the other two were on national TV. Now you got three matches, conceivably, so you have multiple opportunities for people to try it out and feel it out, and then say, okay, I'll I'll plop the seventy dollars or not. Um, so. Um, based on the Twitter response, a lot of fans, some fans are like, <laughs> are like, nope, not, not, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, uh, type philosophy with that. And, uh, there's a lot of talk about how hard it is to cancel. Um, now again, when they had all the issues, uh, it seemed like flow was pretty responsive to cancellations and refunds. Um, I didn't hear any sort of, you know, complaints about people saying they talked to a customer service rep and they said, no, you can't cancel. This policy says you can't cancel. Um, so, you know, again, Hey, that's a good thing, I think. Uh, so, uh, that's seemed to me that that would be a little bit more positive. Um, but I'll be, I'll be curious how many people jump on in. Um, and I'll be curious how the stream is, uh, on Tuesday, um, when they play against Colorado and whether Dave Johnson and them are there in Colorado. So that, that'll be sort of the interesting thing I watch. Yeah. Let's take odds on that. I'm going to say, no, I think they're going to be Probably that you game. think they're going to be there. You had said earlier that you thought maybe as like a make as like a safe face measure, they might send them out there. Right. But I think Orlando's a little bit different than Colorado. Orlando is like a short flight. That's pretty cheap. Colorado's a, a different story. They, got, they could fly frontier. They could fly. I mean, they wouldn't be able to have a check bag. Normally, or... normally they fly with the team. <laughs> like that's how it works is like Dave Johnson and them. They literally fly with the team um, as they go out. So because uh, I know there's pictures of them literally leaving with the team. So, I mean, that's kind of how it's normally worked. I think it's going to be probably depend on too. Is, is the basketball season over yet? Is it almost, I think it's almost over. So it depends too, if there's some sort of obligation that, you know, Dave Johnson has. So again, that's always the case. Um, If this is flow sports playing though, they might, they might as a, as a cost saving measure, get them out on like a spirit flight or something where they can sit on each other's lap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're running a little bit over now. So uh, let's get uh, – we got some other Twitter questions. Twitter. Uh, there are some that have been answered. So Tim uh, Tim Flesh asked us to how the team will do this weekend. We can uh, score prediction. We we did that in the last segment. Uh, I, I made a couple bets. Uh, some people thought that uh, this the Flow FC deal may go away. Um and someone else might get the might get the <laughs> might get the contract, and I bet them three stickers that that would not happen. So if anybody else wants to make that bet, I don't know what you give me in exchange uh, if I win because I'm gonna win. Uh, maybe you give me three stickers of something else. I think that's fine. We could do that. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I like stickers. Why not? Uh, I, that's pretty much it. I I I do want to uh, remind folks that if you got a sticker from us and you placed it in a weird spot to send us a picture of it. We have a few people do it so far. We want more. Uh, and, you know, if you guys still, as I said on the last show, I have I have decided to be uh, a, you know, Santa Claus of postage stamps. So if you want a sticker, you'll get a sticker. You just let me know. DM uh, the show account with your address and you shall receive a sticker. Um, so, you know, I make it sound like I'm really gifting you guys something really great. It is a sticker, so I'm going to set expectations at the proper level. It is a sticker. Uh, But you can have it, and then you can show people in the world that you listen to a podcast, which is something everybody wants to do. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, Well, again, thank you all so, so much for listening. Patreon.com slash RFQRefugees if you want to donate to the show. Uh, Twitter.com slash RFQRefugees. You can Facebook.com slash RFQRefugees. 
you can check out our YouTube link that has our live show and subscribe. Subscribe. To that. Subscribe to that so you get alerts when we when we go live. Uh, we might do like special live events. I don't know. Maybe like when Acosta's like transfer or contract signing goes through, we'll do like a special like live cut in show just like off the bat. So we, you know we, we got we got. We got some ideas on what we want to do. So, um, again, thank you all. One so, last appeal. One yes, last appeal. Go, go. We haven't asked for it in a while. Uh, if you can uh, rate us and uh, give us a review on iTunes for the podcast. Uh, we asked for it, I think, when the show originally started, when our listenership was like six people. Uh, <laughs> so now I think that we have at least nine people listening. If you could uh, rate us and give us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic. We, I think it, uh, eventually it helps with something. I don't think we're in the position where it, we need it yet, but it would be cool if you did it. Uh, and uh, it helps, I think, get our placement in the search results a little bit higher than it may be now. So uh, if you can do that, we appreciate it. Thank you all again so, so much for listening. You guys are amazing, and you're why we do this show. Um, and uh, enjoy the game this week, and we will catch you all next week. Vamos. Vamos.